I take this rap stuff seriously. Sometimes I think I take it too seriously. I'm sitting in the car coming home, arguing with a 13-year-old about how come he thinks the baby fell off. We start listening to the freestyle, and after the freestyle get done, I'm charged up. I'm hyped, turnt, whatever you want to use, whatever phrase you want to use, and I look in the back seat and I say, that's what you call rap. And he was like, that's mid. He fell off. I almost lost my mind, man. This is why we need shows like Back to the Source, because these kids don't know shit about rap. We're sending you back to the future. I mean, I'm serious. Like, he actually think this dude fell off. I'm scrolling through the comment section, and all you see is fire, fire, flame, fire, fire, flame. <laughs> and he like, man, he fell off. I was like, what's wrong with you? And then we proceeded to start talking about some, I'm going to give a little young rapper some press here. His name is Young Chris, but it's spelled Y-V-N-X-G-Y Chris. And he he rapped just like all the rest of them, you can imagine. And he was like, young Chris would be better than Corday if he had lyrics. Well, hell, Robert Ory would be better than LeBron <laughs> if he can score more, but he ain't that ain't the same. <laughs> I am Frank Grimes, and I'm here with my host. It's your boy L, a.k.a. E. Diddy, a.k.a. All World L, a.k.a. L. Dro, a.k.a. Dang. AKA we we got a viewer in Germany, <laughs> a listener in Germany. You see, the last couple episodes, even on my other podcast, I've been using the uh the uh the Craig or the Creep. Yeah. I was like Slim Williams <laughs> and Craigie Boy. Craigie Boy. Char, uh Choco Roll, Choco, Choco Williams. Choco <laughs> <laughs> watching that show. Right. So, but before we get into everything, folks, please subscribe, subscribe. rate. Rate, review, review, do all that like, good stuff. Follow retweet. us on Twitter. Uh, back, I think it's back to. Uh, yeah, the number. Yeah. Dang it. Follow us on IG at Back to the Source PC. Yeah, it's yeah at Back Source Two, the number two. That's on Twitter. Yep. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, rate, subscribe, review on YouTube. Back to the Source podcast, and I'm I'm, I'm working. I, I I erase a lot of stuff on my on my laptop from school and stuff. So, only I got to do for the last episode we recorded is line the end part up. So I sh- I'm gonna try to get that done tomorrow, and then we should try to get back on it on that. I'm trying to decide if I want to make a back to the source Facebook page. Facebook for old people, so I don't really even like it like that. It's just for old people. You post pictures of your kids, and they give you forty likes, and he's getting so big, you know. So yeah, I don't even Facebook is uh 
Facebook always been trash to me. I know one thing. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> These people got Facebook twisted. <laughs> Listen here, you nut ass. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to have a, I was telling G that we're going to have a, uh, what does Gilly think? Oh, that what Gilly think? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jilly. He wrote Wayne Versus. Ha, ha, ha. No. This is Back to the Source. I am Frank Grimes. We are here with episode, what number is this? Episode Episode 15. 15? Okay. Episode 15, issue number 147, released in December 2001. Jada Kiss was on a couple with some ashy knuckles and an academic suit on. And look crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Bro, they didn't smooth his face out. Like. All that man, they was that man. That dude look crazy on this yeah. cover for real. <laughs> yeah, take a look at on IG. You can I'll show you. It, it's gonna be on there. But this is a special special issue for Back to the Source. Episode fifteen is the first time we will review a five mic album. Yeah, can we get a round of applause for that? Uh, let's <laughs> see. Do I have a round of applause on here? The first five mic album. I ain't gonna tell you who it is till we get there, but uh, yeah, a um, lot of good stuff in this issue. Before we get to the issue, we gotta touch on a whole lot of—I'm uh, gonna use a big word—a plethora of topics. <laughs> and what year did this? <laughs> this was 2001. Oh man, yeah, 2001. But you'd be surprised how many albums were that came out then that I—I kind of still thumb thumb through from time to time. Some of the artists I still listen to to this day. So some people stand up, some people don't. But speaking of standing up, I was I, I saw a meme where they was talking about the baby and about uh, his brother, uh, his baby mama's brother getting beat up in the in the uh, bowling alley because he was standing up to the baby or whatever for her honor, I guess, and that didn't work out for him. But now he's trying to sue, so I guess I guess it, it worked out. It's working out for him. He, yeah. he gonna settle out of court. Yeah, like we was talking about, yo, the baby needs to. Go ahead and reel it in and calm down. Like, yeah. I understand, you know, you a real nigga. You, you, you. You the biggest, baddest guy on the block. Yeah, you, what you speak on is what you do. You know, yeah. you're not just, you're not just talking. But like you say, at some point in time, you gotta, you get, you hit, you hit a certain level. You gotta reel that in. Yeah, I, I do like that we have, it's only a few real certified steppers in the game. Boosie, probably Young Buck, see Murder, but he locked up. I guess we got to consider Baby One. King Von probably was one, but, you know, we can't be having certified steppers and they're not with, with us anymore, so that's probably not the best thing to be yeah, <laughs> in a time like this. Because you mentioned King, like we were talking, we mentioned King Von. Yeah. He, you know, I see, you, you see the video, and he was about that action. Mm-hmm. He, You know, he he went up with his fists. But then old boy partner had that had yeah, the heat. Yeah. So the baby, you know, and you know, that goes I heard that, you know, from the uh another podcast I listened to, but that type of stuff can happen. You just never know who got what, you know. Yeah, it's always somebody tougher. Yep. Like Gilly say, you ain't the toughest nigga in the room. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> right. <No. laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's always somebody out there that's tougher than you, so you gotta he 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 gonna get his wake up call. Unfortunately, I hope I hope he don't. Hope he kind of reel it in. But 
Because you, you may be cancel proof now, but at some point they say when they want to come get you, I mean, they came after Mike Jackson. Yeah. They came after Mike Jackson. And speaking of Mike Jackson, we had the Super Bowl this past week. <laughs> and everybody was so impressed with the, the halftime show. You know, if you see the tweet, uh, it say best halftime show over. That was that was L. That wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me. You know, I, I, I said it was. If I had put on a scale of one to ten, it was probably about a seven. Yeah, it's yeah. probably about a seven. It was, it was average. It was cool, but halftime shows don't be that good anyway because it's you know they they rushing through it. It's, you get half of a song, half of a verse. So, but yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I like. I mean, because I listen like I was telling everybody. I haven't seen a halftime show since the Janet Jackson. Yeah, that was a while back. And yeah, and like I said on other yeah, podcasts, when was that? Oh four? Well, I, don't I think even, so. Yeah, like I was the only one in the room that saw what happened. <laughs> with no DVRs, yeah. could nobody go back with no YouTube. But I was after that. That's when they totally went down downhill, down. and they started getting all them old dudes in the Rolling Stones and yeah. the Who and the. And, I don't I don't remember Michael Jackson's what was it, ninety two? That was ninety one, two or three, one of them. Okay, yeah, no, I I definitely wouldn't remember yeah. that. That stuff was legendary. I remember seeing cause he didn't he have like on all his concerts run together. Yeah. I'm thinking he, he did he have on a white white button down yeah, that could have been any of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was, you know, think about with the wind, with the fan yeah. blowing and <laughs> yeah. but yeah. uh and I I don't remember the Prince one. Legendary. I'm, I'm sure it was. Oh man, it was. He did purple. Uh, first off, I I just I love watching him do purple rain live. It's the best. But that was pretty good. It was it was really good. That was probably about an eight. I've yeah. never seen a Super Bowl halftime show. Just make me go give him a ten because once it's rushing through, it's yeah. Right. You know, uh, when doves cry, yeah, that guitar riff he did at the mm-hmm. beginning, he couldn't do that no more. That that was the only time he actually did it, and he said. Because uh, Bomani was a big, big person. Okay. And he was talking about that. He was like, he he could not do that again. He said at every live show, he had to have that, he had to have the audio playing Play, because okay. he couldn't do it. That's crazy. And he was, um, yeah. I think they was talking about, he was talking about like some of these guitarists, like they can't do it. Because mm-hmm. apparently yeah. it was that complex. And, you know, he was, I think Prince is highly underrated. Oh yeah, I I I think he better than Mike, but I'm no no shade to Mike. I just he he was an all around artist, man. That all dude, the way around, he had the best. Once again, he had the best SNL performance. Like it was about a year before he died on SNL on Saturday Night Live. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I it was like a new song, and it was like he playing the piano, he playing the drums, he playing the guitar. I thought I put on a flute in this whole. I'm like, God <laughs> damn. It's, yeah, it, dude was a legend. So now, but before we get off this, because it's a lot of uh, all right, this just popped up in my head. Oh, I'm a, I'm gonna bring this this music into sports. Okay, here we go. So, would you say Michael Jackson is the equivalent to Michael Jordan, and LeBron is the equivalent to Prince? Because think. When it comes to LeBron on the court, he does everything. Well-rounded, yeah. all-around basketball player. Yeah. And that's what Prince is when it comes to being an artist. Yeah. He, Michael Jackson 
I don't know exactly every outside of performing and dancing and singing. Yeah, see, I don't that. know if he, I don't know if he wrote music. I heard, I he, heard, I think he wrote music. Okay, but I don't know if he like like play instruments nothing like that. Right, and and Prince wrote a lot of music. Yeah. They say they say it's music out there you'll never know Prince wrote because he put a different name on. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So he wrote. So would you you does that make sense? Yeah, I only reason I wouldn't because I felt like they were close. They were kind of came up in the same era. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. different lanes, but yeah, same era. I would say LeBron would be man. It's, that's tough because R and B singers nowadays are whack. I mean, I, if y'all making y'all money, great, but a lot of y'all just whack. <laughs> we was we, we was just watching the uh, music Soul Child versus uh, Anthony Hamilton the other day, and I was like, dang, this is I. I don't know what happened because I never liked music like that in right. 2001, 2, 3, 4, 5, 8, 9, 10. I didn't like none of that shit. <laughs> but now I like it and I know the songs. I'm like, I'm with that kind of music right, now. Right. I, we were just like the rap last week. Yeah. I ain't with this R&B. I don't like, why does R&B have to have a verse in it, a rap verse in it now? <laughs> I'm not with that. So he would be, man, I don't know who would be, I don't know who would be that, to equivalent to him in this time period. Yeah. Because I mean, no one does, like, no one does what LeBron do in R&B. Right. Like, somebody, like, how Prince did, you know. Yeah. Prince would be, like, Magic Johnson to me. Okay. I, I feel like Magic Johnson's a pretty good pass, a pretty good score, pretty play pretty good defense, pretty good rebounder. He would be something like that. Mm. And Mike would be like Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we, we jumped off topic. Oh, but no, that's good stuff, though. That's good stuff. Shout out to all our listeners across the world. We worldwide, baby. Yeah. Germany. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see that. I'm good thing. Okay, mom. Uh, uh, shout out to. Uh, uh, we're going to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> Italy. We out there in Spain. Uh, we're going to send y'all some shirts. I'm telling you. Look. Rio Grande do Sul. In Brazil. Brazil! <laughs> like like uh, Fast and Furious, Brazil. I mean, hey, look. Go to IG, back to the source PC, comment where you from, we shoot you a DM, we send you a shirt. Mm -hmm. It's just that easy. Yeah. It's just that easy. You, you could be revving back to the source on the beach in Brazil, <laughs> it's, I'm sure it's beaches in Brazil. Get yeah. you get one to your girl. She get a BBL done, you yeah. know. But yeah, shout out to all y'all. But and you know what we do on this show? He liked to question me with all these questions. Some of these weirdos on on, on XXL and these kids because they stress me out. But <laughs> here we go. All right, because <sighs> I had it. watch. I'm gonna get some crazy. Like your birthday is the rapper you pick, and the pick the rapper is gonna be like. Uh, dog. Who? Oh man, I wish you get done because I gotta tell you about this person I I ran across. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be somewhat easy. So, what song made you fall in love with hip hop? Oh wow, that's not easy at all. <sighs> unfortunately, I say unfortunately because it's probably not a good song to fall in love with hip hop. But I'm a I'ma say it's my most memorable song that I remember in my childhood, which made me kind of start like liking rap. Hundred miles of running. When uh, MC Ren jumped over that car in that video and the shit was exploding in the background, 
That was the best shit I ever seen in my life as a 10-year-old. <laughs> Nine, 18 year olds. Uh, I was like, did this, this motherfucker just hop over a car? 100 miles in, running, running, running. If you, my age and older, you remember 100 miles and running. I mean, that probably was the one that made me start liking rap. But I don't know, like, fell in love. That's who. Because it's, I think love is like a, it takes time to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, that I guess that's the one that caught you. Yeah, that's the one that caught my attention. But as my taste grew and my ears evolved, I started liking bars. And I think, like, and I had cousins older than me. They listened to Tribe Called Quest and Daylight Soul and PM Don and Public Enemy. Fight the power. You got Elvis wasn't no friend. He's a so. I mean, I liked it. That stuff, I liked it. That stuff was good. I mean, that, I like listening to that. So it was. It probably was around the the eight, eight late eighties. That music in general, okay. I didn't like Run DMC that much though. Mm-hmm. Even back then, when they came out with that song with Aerosmith, I felt the way about that. That's how strong I am. That's how strong I am uh, with the rap force. I knew that shit was Fugazi. <laughs> now, it was good for them, but that shit was Fugazi. Like, yeah. Why y'all doing a song with Earl Smith? Walk this way. Why? Like that. But rap needed that. So we got to thank him for that. But rap needed that. Yeah. Uh, For me, I couldn't even tell you. Because it's, I, you know, it's. Yeah, I couldn't. I know. Now. Just me being young, I remember. I remember I used to ride with my uncle, and he used to listen to Salt and Pepper, yeah, MC Hammer. Yeah, that's crazy. How old is your uncle now? Sixty, so been, sixty-five he'd been, ish. He'd been thirty something. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, my partner, his older brother was. Super into No Limit. So, by the time I hit fifth grade, that's all. That's all I was around. No limit. No, no limit. That's all he used to listen to. So he No had. Limit was the one that. Oh wow, No Limit actually. I was, that's you couldn't have been listening to Mister Servon then. Oh, no, was, <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out to Mister Servon. And then <laughs> I don't know. It may be, then ride with my daddy at Me Against the World. Now that God, he listened to Tupac too much. He made he one of the, he's one of the people. Him, Butchie, uh, <laughs> they are the reasons why it took it took me just took me away from Tupac. <laughs> this took me away from Tupac. Man, I was like, God damn, man, that me against the world. I love that. That's my fa- that's but my favorite album. Me against the, is that the one with uh? They try to say that I don't care. Yeah, I woke, woke up, up screaming, screaming fuck, fuck the world. Man, Outlaws was my <laughs> shit. I used to sit on the back of the bus. Murder, murder, my mind state. Preoccupied with homicide, man. Trying to survive in this brown. <laughs> if you know, you know. Death but around the corner. They, yeah, old, they, they wore it out. Old school. Yeah. Somebody needs to make an old school. How we was talking about how these, like, these this younger generation, they don't, they don't respect the history. No, they do not. Or know the history. The craft. If you listen to Tupac Old School on Me Against the World, he was talking about all the people before him. Mm-hmm. Uh, LL Cool J. Mm. He was talking. I'm talking about. He was just talking about everything that inspired him because 
uh, how's it called? What more could I say? I wouldn't be here today if the old school didn't pave the way. Yeah. That was the chorus. Yeah. People tend to forget, without all these old niggas y'all be talking bad about, yeah. you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. <sighs> we ain't here to represent the old niggas. We here for the young <laughs> niggas. I get all that, and that's fine, but I feel like it has to be more balanced. Now, here's the thing. A lot of young dudes get mad at old cats for hating what the game has become, but they got to understand the money is extremely available now, and it wasn't back then. So you have, they have the right to be bitter. Mm. Now, yes, they signed some, some booty-do contracts. I get it, but they were trying to get out of poverty. So I get that as well. You take what you can get and move in. You know, you got to get in where you can fit in. And a lot of them got jerked around. And I hope shows like Back to the Source can rectify that. So when we start talking about albums like uh, the Tupac album, which is probably gets enough plays already, but if we start talking about albums, you go back and listen to it 16 times, times that times 100 listeners, you know, that's times 100 states. Hey, maybe you can probably change the game. But, no, they just they didn't get the money. So I feel like old dudes are bitter because they – they see these kids shining and they mumble rapping. That's another thing, you know. So, yeah, they don't really respect the craft. And Tupac did. And that's probably why he's held in such high regard. But, man, yo people, I'm telling you, your pops wore that album out. Nah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> man, I couldn't stand Tupac from like old, old, from old 2000 to probably. It took me a while to get back to Pac. <laughs> It took me a while. I'm not even going to lie, man, because they wore that shit out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, and it's weird because they were like 36 at the time. They were like 36, 37, 38 when they were listening to Pac. Okay. And I was like, God, they just wore that shit out. <laughs> I was like, man, that's, they turned, they they made me think that's old people rap, which it wasn't because he was around. Well, he yeah, because Pac would be like 55 somewhere right about now. Sure, so he was yeah. 25 when he died. And that was in 96. Yeah. So, yeah, he'll be about 50 now. Yeah, he was 25. Yeah, he'll be about 50-something, yeah. Biggie was 24. And that, that's what me and me, me and Glenn was talking about one time. He's like, we don't realize how young that was because we were so young at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. But now when you, like, yo, 24 and 25, yeah. that's dumb young. Yeah. Like, that's, that's wild. I can't even imagine him living in this era now. I mean... I don't think people would even respect him. It's kind of like how they look at Eminem. Like, Eminem's super good at his crap, but they don't even respect that dude. I'm like, man, that shit crazy. Like, he don't be saying that. I'm like, man, y'all tripping. Like, I, oof, I don't, I see, I don't think he'd have been, I don't think he would have been rapping too much longer. Yeah, I think he'd have been full-fledged actor by yeah, now. Yeah, because he, yeah. yeah. He'd been a full actor. Damn, what was I, I was listening to one of, okay, I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast, The Rewatchables. They did Juice. <laughs> and they was talking. He was talking about Pop, and they was talking about how he started out with Juice, and you know, like a bud and ran. They was like his last few films were kind of. They said they was they wasn't good. Yeah, gridlock was kind of shaky. But one of the guys on there was like, "What you got to think of was the different roles that he was playing, like in gridlock and gang related mm-hmm. and stuff." They said what they think he was doing was he was expanding himself to see the type of roles that he can play and yeah. get into. That's the reason he was taking those lesser roles. Yeah. So he can get that experience. Yeah. And that then makes you sense. would have seen him 
do all the big movies at the bigger movies after that. Cause they was like juice. They was hey, juices. You like juice? Juice is okay. <sighs> I take a deep breath. It's, it's okay. I mean, yeah, it's okay. I, I what do you think about his hit how he did his role? If if he's playing a psycho, yeah, he's yeah, he played that psycho to the max, but I just didn't understand his line of thinking, so I, I guess maybe because I thought he was, yeah, maybe he was just a psycho, you know. So yeah, I man. guess yeah, he did he did that role as well as it can be done. Yeah. I'm like I say, Juice rated one to ten. I'm gonna say it's about a seven. Yeah. It was okay. It was okay. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great for me. You know, it right. wasn't bad though. I, I probably watched Juice maybe three times in my life. I ain't seen it too many times. Yeah. I know it by heart, but I ain't never seen it too many times, which is really weird, you know. Right. I ain't shit. <laughs> so, yeah, we put that. I put that on the end. Of yeah, one of the, one of the podcasts. Yeah, you you said I was crazy. I was fucked up. Then I thought about it. I am. I yeah. don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. Damn. <laughs> but I mean, I guess they out there like that. So it's it's wild cast. Yeah. There. All right. Uh. Then I guess one more question because I ain't have a lot of questions. Okay. No, this is good because we got to discuss. A lot of record reporting going on. But. <laughs> uh, name a song that gets better every time you listen to it. Oh, shit. Oh, that's easy. Actually, that could be a lot of songs. I'm going to go older since it's back to the source. Um, Tila. On Tila's album, Now or Never, he had a song called Table Dance. It's a song you play in a strip club. I love that song. It's It's... Every time I listen to it, I feel like I need to go to a strip club, but I ain't been in a strip club in years. But, yeah, it's, I like that song. That one gets better every time I listen to it. Hey, say, baby, how you doing? Acting like you knew in town. I didn't seen you around. What you pursuing? All in love. Where you be in? Ain't been really seeing your ass in the club. Say what? Just working weekends? That shit, he be talking in his verses. So, I like that song. Uh, Soldier Slim song, Soldier Mentality. I like that song. It always gets better. Um, hell, I guess you could say Tupac the uh, Murder, Murder the Crime Rate. That that one get. What's the name of that song? Is that Outlaws? Out, Outlaws. Whew. That one gets better uh, each time. Um, and and it's a song in the record report on the album that gets five mics. I forgot about that one. Every time I heard it, it gets better. <laughs> Before we get to the record report, we gotta come to the to the part of the show where we all know we we ain't been winning. <laughs> we, we we uh basically uh we losing pretty much, and that's called the unsigned hype portion of the show. Mm. And this week's unsigned hype is we need to get a drum roll. <laughs> uh, don't have one. All right. This week's unsigned hype. Yep. Oh, this week's unsigned hype is a dude named Damani. Oh, that's how you said it. Damani? I'm a, I'm, am I saying it right? Damani. I'm going to give you the first few lines of the, of the article. Uh, seems like in order to be a acknowledged West Coast MC, you have to walk the walk and talk the talk like a gangster. But one in Inglewood, Californian-born lyricist, intends to bring a slight different aspect to the game. His name was Damani. I looked it up. I couldn't find him. 
So he was unsigned hype in 2001, but 21 years later, or 20 years later, it's safe to say he didn't make it. Damn, man. <laughs> it's not funny. I'd be wishing somebody can make it, but this is a this is an older issue. So if he would have made it, dude would have been a legend because <laughs> it's mm. 20 years later. So if he'd have made it, he'd have been a stone cold legend. All so. Right. Uh, so this issue is from 2001. Mm-hmm. I think I need to start doing this. Okay. Some of the notable albums from 2001 are Nah, Still Medic. Mm, dun, 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 dun. We might be coming up to that one pretty soon. Uh, Beanie Siegel, The Reason. Ooh, that might be coming up pretty soon, too. Uh, Wu-Tang, Iron Flag. Uh, We're going to skip that. We did enough <laughs> Wu-Tang already. Ghostface, Bulletproof uh, Wallets. Gonna skip that. We probably did enough Wu Tang already. Uh, let's see. D twelve Devil's Night. We could probably do that one. I think we gonna slide past that one. Yeah, we could probably do that one. Ludacris, Word of Mouth. I like that's that a classic album. I don't think they reviewed that. If they did, now like Word of Mouth is the second one. So yeah. I, don't, I think they did that one, but that was a good one too. That one was amazing. Uh, Jay Dilla, Welcome to Detroit. Never heard it, but he's, yeah, Recipes J, I think he died. I think so. Okay, yeah, Recipes yeah. D. Uh, Tupac, Until the End of Time. I stopped listening to those after he died, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DMX, The Great Depression. That was when he started to decline. <laughs> to but, me. Busta Rhymes, Genesis. That's when he started to decline. Red Man Malpractice. That's when he started to decline. But he still can rap. All these dudes can rap. They just, the albums wasn't hitting like they was for me, you know, in the 90s. Uh. Lil John and the East Side Boys, put your hood up. Yeah. The album you just said you love when you was looking through here, Pain is Love by Ja Rule. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he lying. He, you lying on me. He put a smut on my name. He put <laughs> no, he lying on me, but no, nah, that, uh, that shit. An artist we already reviewed, Killer Priest, Priesthood. Shout out to Killer Priest. Dude can go. Uh, KRS-One, The Sneak Attack. Uh, probably a little bit, little bit past the time, but he still can go. Master teacher, shout out to to one, but you know the cover, uh, the cover artist, uh, Jada Kiss, Kiss the Game Goodbye. Did we do, we did that one already, didn't we? I think we did that one already. I'm I, almost sure we did that we one did already. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, I maybe mean, was Kiss of Death. I don't know. It was one of them. Uh, let's see, UGK, Dirty Money. That's coming up. <clears throat> uh, Corrupt, Space Bogey. I didn't like that album, but he can rap. Chino XL. Poison I told pen. you so. I told you so. Okay. Uh, was one of my favorite rappers in high school. Tupac dissed him, and then nobody want to like him no more. But he can really rap. Who was uh, Chino, uh, Chino, XL. Chino XL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I couldn't. I could. I was trying to get people in high school to listen to his. Album. I just this to the song. They like, no, Pac dissed him. He ain't fuck that. <laughs> Pac, if he if Pac said he fuck him, fuck him. I'm like, Miss Duke can rap, but see, I was in the bars and they wasn't, so yeah. Chino XL, fuck, fuck you, you too, yeah. Uh, see, I didn't even know. I he didn't killed know his career. I didn't even know who he was. Killed his career. Who killed his career? Okay, here we go. The first album we're going to talk about is Brother Lich Hung, Sibo, Glock Movement. During this album, allegedly, I think Sibo was on the run from the feds or something. Was that real? Oh, he was either he was. Sebo was just Sebo, like, who has been in prison, in and out of prison for most of his seven-year recording career, gives the strongest performance. That, hey, okay, that's I'm glad I read that. So, the album was called 
block movement, and it's spelled B-L-O-C-C, so you know what that is, movement. Shout out to the West Coast. Um, production from Mike Mosley, Evil Floss. Evil, uh, it was a Mike Mosley, Evil, Floss P, Shiesty, Booski, Low. Come on, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Mike Mosley, Evil, Floss P, Shiesty, Booski, Low Key, Creeping Prince. That's these dudes' name. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, I got to do better. Oh, and all these cats was on the album? They the producers. The oh, okay. Shiesty. Bosco, Boski, Low Key, Creep, and Yeah. So the source gave the album a three. I like Brother Lynch Hung. I think he can rap. I definitely like Sibo. He's one of my underrated artists. He can rap. They were talking about in the article, Sibo had been in and out of prison for most of his seven-year record seven-year recording career. But on this album, he gives his strongest performance on dedication. Now if you follow us on IG, I actually posted that song before I read the article, and I heard that song, Dedication, and if you are a super thug out here in the street, you are, let, me get, let, me get my, let me get my million out of the game on. If you a super thug out here in the street, you think you're the baddest guy in the room, you think you're super tough, you should listen to Dedication. Because I feel like Dedication is the West Coast version of the truth. Because Sibo, he basically breaks it down to why you ain't built for this life like you think you built for this life. Now, the album is, um, unfortunately, it's just, it's strongly, it's, it's, a, it's amazingly mediocre. It's a mediocre. It's amazingly okay. Extremely okay. It's extremely okay. That's as nice, that's nice I can do. It's extremely okay. They gave it a three mic. It's 20 years later. Probably got to take a mic away. <laughs> I'm going to say it's probably. And now let's go through. Before we before we say, oh, you're going to take a mic away. Hold on. Let me give you let me give you the. Because I don't want you to think I'm hating. You know, you know. So here we go. Now. Uh, why the hell? For some odd reason, I scratched out the. Okay. I, okay. For some reason, I scratched out the mic reviews. I don't know why I did that too. I don't know what I was. Whack. Okay. I wrote like one mic was whack and I wrote, I scratched out two mics. So fuck it. So we'll say I'll take a half a mic away. Damn, it ain't even average. I don't think it's average. It's, it's just okay. So I say I still give it a two and a half. I like you, Sibo. I like Brother Lynch Hung. Two and a half. I know you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you see. I, I, I'm I'm trying to be diplomatic as possible because back to the source is about to blow up, and we want to get these guys on. And maybe maybe they can say, you know what? Maybe it wasn't our best performance. Maybe it wasn't. But sometimes artists be sensitive about their ish. So I try to be diplomatic about the process. But I'm gonna say it was probably a two and a half, maybe a two. So it's just average. But we know you heard it. Block movement on J J Core Records, and I'm gonna ask you, what you think? We gotta get some shirts to say that. What you think? So <clears throat> <laughs> it was released August 28, 2001, on J Core Entertainment. It peaked at number ten on the Billboard charts and 79 on the Billboard 200. 
says the album was originally supposed to be the pretty good. Thug Lords album with Yuck Mouth, which was slated to uh for fall to for the fall of two thousand. The majority of Yuck Mouse verses was uh, removed and replaced with Brother Lynch Hung. I wonder why. Uh, they say? No. Uh, no. So. Because I think they eventually did an album together. So I started listening. It's two people on here. It's two people rapping through this yeah, whole. Yeah. Okay. I, one of them sounded like uh, E-40. The way he, the way he was rapping a little bit, I think that's you, probably Brother Lynch. You can hear it, yeah. And I made it to one eight seven on Twenty Fourth Street. That yeah. is the eighth song on the album, and it's how many? I'm sitting there listening. I'm like, okay, how many songs are on here? I scrolled down and I seen twenty. I said, hell no, nah, I'm getting <laughs> up out of here. So I didn't get the dedication. Dedication is now. Now let me say it was the the album gets two and a half for me. Dedication probably gets one and a half. Mike itself because that's that good of a song. Well, but so. oh, they did have the regime on there. They did have Tech Nine and all of them on there. I, you know the one eight seven. Oh, that's a different one eight seven. Yeah, but they have a yeah, bunch not, of one eight seven on the hook. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Well, I I didn't make it through. that. Yeah, one. that was pretty. But I, I didn't make it through a lot. It's, of through the eight songs that I listened to, it's a what? What did the debut on the on the charts? <laughs> what did it seventy nine on two hundred? Uh, peaked at ten on the Billboard uh, R and B and hip hop album. It's, it peaked ten. That's pretty good in two thousand. And, and seventy two. I mean seventy nine on Billboard two hundred. That's pretty good. Well, so I hate David. I know you know what he's gonna say. If you had to remake rate it right now. Now remember, you gave Bobby Digital a zero. Yeah. What would you give this? A half a mic. Okay. No. So you saying this is better than Bobby Digital? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah yeah yeah. No 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 no. Bobby the West Coast will stand on that. Yeah. Bobby Digital. That that <laughs> shit was horrible. Okay, but yeah. Okay. So yeah. So twenty years later, unfortunately, Brother Lynch hung Sebo. Collaboration block movement album, it didn't hold the test of time. No, it so it didn't stand the test of time when it was released. <laughs> well, I mean, but it, it was on peak ten on the Billboard. That's pretty good. Yeah, around uh, the time where all these heavy hitters was dropping, that that it was stay from California. Don't forget what you said. Yeah, because California hold their artists down. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. so that that's what it was. It was yeah, California, California definitely thing. hold their artists down. All right, the next album. Um, that we reviewed in this issue. Well, before I get to that one, so Miracle, they, they reviewed Miracle in this album, and we're not going to spend too much time on Miracle because Miracle is still currently incarcerated, I, I'm fairly certain. I think he's still incarcerated. Um, but the name of this album was Keep It Country. It was on Universal. He was a part of that Universal push with Ram Squad, General VC, and our St. Louis zone, Nelly, when Universal was trying to make that push for to be the new Def Jam in the 2000s. But this dude didn't know that they was they needed him, and he went out and shot somebody and committed murder. And they reviewed his album, and they gave it a two and a half. 
The only song that we ever heard from him was Bounce, Bounce, Whip Me, Whip Me, Whip Me, Whip Me, Bounce. You remember the song. It was on the box. It was extremely annoying. So, shout out to Miracle. Keep your head up. And, yeah. So, the next album. <clears throat> one of my favorite artists. Well, one of my favorite female artists, because I don't like many female artists, because I don't think a lot of them get the credit they do. But the one I want to give some credit to is La Chat. I like La Chat. I feel like she's solid. I've seen some interviews on her recently, but the album is called Murder, She Spoke. It was released on Koch, uh, produced by DJ Paul and Juicy J. Uh, it's a little it's chat album. They gave it two and a half. I'm going to actually say that's probably underrated. And when you say that, you probably think, I mean, like, it's, it should be higher, but it's not two. And it's probably a three because she got a few songs that hold it down, like the uh, the uh, Don't Sing It Ho, You Gotta Bring It Ho. I like that song. And it's a Memphis album. So I'm not looking for it to be super lyrical. I'm looking for it to be Memphis music, and it is what it is. I don't like to slob on my cat, though. I don't like the best buddy hustling. Slob on my cat? Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> we got to do better than that. Like, yes, Slob on My Knob was a good song, but you got to do something else. That's buddy hustling. I'm sure Juicy was okay with it, but I like LeChat, so I'm going to say it's probably a three. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so this is the first LeChat album I ever listened to. Yeah. <laughs> and... I will say that I was presently surprised. Oh, really? I it I like I like I like I like the few of them songs. Okay. Like I'm surprised he liked it. I thought he, I knew he was gonna give it a three, uh negative three. <laughs> no, nah, nah, shit. She was better than she was better than a lot of cats and list too. Um Yeah, I, I I like what song is that? I think it's that peanut butter. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um See, I, I got through the whole thing. Now I got to that last on that Wolf Pack. I, I kind of got up out of there. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> it was a lot of cats on there. And I like Pr- the posse songs. Be good. So Crunchy like Black came on. Ooh, I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Crunchy Black. Hey, I love Crunchy Black. Yeah, I love Crunchy Black. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I actually like this. Like, I was sitting there listening to. I'm like, maybe just on one of them songs. But she, I was like, she. The, the version of like she's the female project pat yeah yeah back then yeah yeah okay, i would yeah. say what, what did she peak on billboard did it say because she see it doesn't have this album so on the u.s uh, okay you uh okay. billboard 278 billboard 278 okay that's, independent that's albums she peaked at three that's really good and uh r&b hip-hop album she's 16 that's not bad yeah that's not bad. They ain't say how many she sold though, did it? No, it, it doesn't. Keep it, that, yeah. it doesn't have. It won't let me click on that specific. The only one it let me click on is "Murder She Spoke 2. Damn, she had a camera for twelve. Two of that, okay. Yeah. So only thing it has on here is released October twenty third, two thousand one. Label Entertainment One and format CD and cassette. That's all it got. Yes, yeah, that's that's pretty good though. Uh, let's see. Okay, in two thousand one, the chat made a guest appearance on Project Pass on Chicken Head. Ooh, took her off. That took her off right there. Uh huh. Which that. would go to receive gold record status. Uh, the chat left Hypnotized Mind sometime after the release of her debut album Murder She Spoke. Hmm. Uh, 
she went on to release a number of albums and mixtapes for different record labels following the years. Okay. And then they got back together for the, the versus battle. Yay. But no, I like LaChat. LaChat cool with me. I never had a problem with her. I like her. Gangsta Boo, I like her too. She kind of got a – I say that for another day. But, yeah, yeah, they, they, they I like I like a lot of Memphis artists. So it's kind of yeah, – I, I think Memphis might be my favorite – my favorite state. Side note, out of all the states in the in the you know wherever here in the United States, what state would you say holds your most favorite rappers? For me, it's Memphis. But if uh, it, like if I broke down a list of all the rappers I like, most of them come out of Memphis. Like right now, as of right now, yeah, probably be Tennessee. Yeah, really. So you. Cause I mean, for me, it's Buck, Trip, Lido, Project Pat, uh, DJ Paul, Yo Gotti. Uh, damn, I think that's about it. But that's probably the most out of out of all, out of all the states. I think. Yeah, cause uh, yeah, cause I mean, just just as of right now, Lido, yeah. Trip, Gotti. Listening to some of this stuff, like I might go back. You know, Project Pat. Yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, I was never a fan, so. <laughs> but yeah, so now going to our next album, which would be another Memphis artist, it was Eight Ball, uh, almost famous. This album was also on J. Core. It was produced by Corey Woodard, Big Do, DJ Monte, and this a nitty beat. Okay, um. I didn't listen to this album when it came out back in 2001, but I do remember. Straight from the underground fat boy. I was like, I used to love that song. I used to play that song all the time in the car. I had just got some uh, speakers in the car, so that shit was the shit. Playing games, so. You make it stop playing games, ho. I was like, this is going to be a good album head. listening to. Braids to the back. back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that gray goose and give it. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, yeah, I, this is going to be a good album to listen to. It's 2022. This shit finna stand up. Mm. Unfortunately, it definitely sounded like an album from 2001. The only song I really like on her was... The single, and I think the first song on the album, that was it. Mm-hmm. It did not sound like 8-Ball, because I felt like it was too commercial. Um, Yeah, it 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 didn't have the feel like I wanted to have the feel. This wasn't, his first one was called Lost. Almost Famous was, it was a miss for me. They gave it a three and a half in the source. I'm probably going to take uh, that half away and just say it's, Man, damn. I say about two and a half. Yeah, it's probably about a two. It didn't last. Th- I mean, now eight ball can rap. It's just the, the production, it was too too trendy. I feel like music, to stand the test of time, it's got to be able to, the sound can't be so enrooted in the time period. And all the beats, that's, this is, hey, oh, yo, yo, this shit you're getting right here, is this some real rap history shit. You hear that? I just came up with a whole theory. I felt like this music, this album was stuck in 2001 and it was, it wasn't, the beats were so stuck into the, the time it was in, it wouldn't even fit 20 years later. So 
that was the problem with this album. The beats just kind of hurt it for me. It didn't stand the test of time. So you probably right. It's probably a a two. You say you two give it a, a two. Yeah, two and a half. <laughs> yeah, you I say mean, two. I say two and a half. I like the song. I guess it's for a son. That was MJG. cool. Yeah. Uh, that slab rider. That was okay. Yeah, I don't know if it was just the chorus yeah. or just the nostalgia part because my partner had a had a whip he named the slab. <laughs> I had a whip called the Euro. I mean, that wasn't years. That wasn't until uh, years later. But yeah, so I mean, it, it was cool. It was yeah. okay. It's better than better than a lot of stuff I listened to. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I give him a pass because it is um, a ball. So, and I like a ball. I really like MJG. So, them my guys. So, all right. The next album, UGK, Dirty Money. This was uh, on Jive Records, produced by Pimp C and Organized Noise. Okay, so the source gave this a three and a half. Okay. Um, I like Dirty Money but I like UGK. So it's kind of hard for me to even, um, I guess, penalize them for this album. But I think this was the uh, album after Riding Dirty. But he, this is probably the first album I felt like they was commercial, but still wasn't, but still was underground. I mean, they had to let me see it, which I love that song. Let me see it. Let me see it. Ben over. Let me see it. And then they had the gold grill song. I love that song. That that that's my that's my cut. And then they had uh <laughs> uh the uh yeah. I, I'm gonna get penalized for playing these songs on the thing. But, <laughs> but uh, well, I'm trying to hear where we go. Wait, 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 hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Wait, wait. Illusion and Pippin ain't never die. <laughs> that shit hard. That was on there. And then they had um they had uh take it off. So let it first flat, take it off. That was hard. Like I'm like, dang, this mug had all cuts on it, but it wasn't a good album. That's amazingly, I, I can say that because they had all cuts on this album, but it felt like it was too, I guess, singles pushed. Because those songs are all singles. Yeah, and I felt like that kind of hurt it to me. But it was a good album. It just wasn't. I guess I shouldn't be doing this. I was comparing it too much to Riding Dirty, because Riding Dirty is amazingly a good album. But I only I only like three songs off Riding Dirty. I like more songs off of her than I do Riding Dirty. But Riding Dirty was a better album because it sounded like UGK supposed to sound, and this was good. It just wasn't Riding Dirty, I guess. Yeah, they gave it three and a half. It's probably I can still listen to it today, so it's it's three and a half. Uh. It sounded too old for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's and that's Pimp C right there. That's Pimp C, yeah. Yeah, it, it came out in two thousand one, but that shit sounded like it was from the nineties. That's Pimp C. See and that, and that and that's why I feel like it's Pimp C to me because he probably had his hand on it a little more than Oh no, he yeah he produced Cause if you listen remember the other one we had did it was a lot of those kind of songs on that when he got out of jail when he was he was all over that and you know quit hating the sound all you know so he produced eight of the fourteen songs on here yeah so it, it's it was heavy Pimpsey but I like it I mean it's not better than Riding Dirty and it ain't better than the one afterwards the one when he got out of jail but yeah I mean it, 
I just, you know, it, now what? I, did, I, I didn't make it through the whole album. Oh, you didn't? No, I. But you probably already heard all the songs, though. You heard "Take It Off." Yeah, I, I heard a lot of them, yeah. but it was just, it just really didn't catch my attention. I was just like, eh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no. Nah. What it said? Uh, it debuted at. Did it? Say, does it say? Uh, fourth studio album uh-huh. that was released November 13, thousand one. The album came after. A five-year hiatus. Mm, However, the duo the duo had been planning to release to release this album since ninety eight. Damn. And uh, let's see what the charts. Damn ninety eight. So they was they held out for a while because this is oh one and. All right, so peaked at nineteen on the Billboard two hundred. Mm. Uh, number good. two. On an R&B and hip hop album, I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty. And the year end charts, U.S. top R&B hip hop albums for the whole year peaked at forty. I can see that it had a lot of singles on it, so they was getting a lot of spins then. So I, I feel like that, yeah, yeah. that was it. It was okay. Three and a half is fair. I mean, I I, I can I wouldn't if I was at a strip club, I wanted her to take it off. And I was if I wanted to the strip club, I said, "Let me see it." So yeah, you know that. Yeah, I remember hearing all those songs at the limelight. Yeah, you know. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's why, and you could still hear those songs in the club today. Probably if there was clubs, whatever. I don't know what the world is nowadays. I've been in the house forever, but yeah. Okay. And now it's time. We need to. We should have got a sound for this, for the first, <laughs> for the first five Mike album. Are you, I don't know what sound we can actually use for it, but are you ready for the first five mic album here on Back to the Source? We have, we've had a, we, I don't think we had a one mic album, but we, this is the first five we mic had album. plenty of one mic album. Well, <laughs> I don't think we had a reviewed, uh, editor review from the Source one mic album, but yeah. So here we go. <clears throat> the first album on Back to the Source podcast. This is a monumental moment, folks. I think you don't, I don't think you understand what's about to happen. We are about to dig into this album and find out if it stand the test of time. And it was called The Blueprint by Jay-Z. <laughs> Rockefeller Records. Produced by Kanye West. Just Blaze. I don't know who this other dude is. Bink. I don't know who this dude is. Timbaland, Eminem, and Tracksmasters. Five mics. I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> what you think? I always got to let you go first on the last one. <laughs> uh, So this is six. Six album mm-hmm. from Jay-Z. Released on 9-11-2001. That was, that was. Hold on, wait a minute. This was released on 9-11? Yeah. Yo. This fate. See what you're hearing here? This is back to the, you, listen here. What you listening to right now is history in the making. We, we, we just, cut. We uh, let's go, continue. That just blew my mind. Uh, You know, released by Rockefeller and Def Jam. It was released, its release was set a week earlier than intent, than uh, initially planned in order to uh, combat bo- bootlegging. Yeah, so that's a big thing back then. It was supposed to be released not on nine eleven. It was supposed to be released that next week. Wow. Uh, let's see, 
The recording sessions for the album took place during 2001 in Manhattan Center Studio and Baseline mm. Studio in New York. Everything went in Baseline. You know, like you say, it featured uh, soul-based sampling and production handled primarily by Kanye, Just Blaze, Blink, as well as Timberland Trackmasters, Eminem, mm-hmm. who also contributed this uh, the album Soul Guest Feature. Oh, Eminem was the only feature on that album. Crazy. Damn. Um, let's see. What did, what's the billboards? Yo, the blueprint. So. Five mics. Damn. One. It got a lot of accolades. Two. Uh, three. Four. Five. What? See, I don't see the mics. charts. Okay, here we go. So. It says Canadian album billboards peaked number three. It's all okay. U.S. billboards two hundred peaked at fifty two. What? Yep. Uh, U.S. Uh, the R and B and hip hop peaked at twelve. What? Okay, yeah, that. Okay, I'm sorry. That's the year end. Okay, I'm like okay. The so weekly, we finished the year. The uh, weekly charts billboard two hundred peaked at number one. Okay, that sounds better. Yeah, and, like- uh, <laughs> and the top. R&B hip hop peaked at number one. Mm. Um, that makes sense. Let's see. U.S. is certified two times platinum. Makes sense. Yeah. That's the U.K. is gold. It went gold, and in Canada it went platinum. Man, blueprint. So, you want me to? So I, I you know, I, I like that. Okay. Uh, we want to know what do you think? It stood the test of time. Yes. I think it stood the test of time. Um, what would be your favorite song off of her? Oh, man, I got a couple. So I, I like to take over, yeah. which kicked off the, the Jay-Z and Nas. Hard in the City. Okay. Heart of the City. Okay. Never Change. Yeah. Uh, is that, that all I need? That's yep. The, yep. Yep. That's that. Yeah. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blueprint. Mama loves me. Yeah. That, that's my. Sh- and you know, Renegade. Renegade. Dang. And I like that. Breathe easy. That lyrical exercise. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> and then just you know, uh, I like that. Ho- I like that. Hola, Ovito. Oh, that's just kind of just a. I skipped that one. I will say I skipped yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I, I've stated this before on the show, but, you know, I like Jay-Z. He cool, but I just feel like I just got kind of, t- you know, I, I felt like he wasn't trying after the Hard Knock Life uh, Volume 2. At this point, I had to take that back. And I hate to say, I hate to eat these words because I've been saying this for almost 20 years. This is probably the first time I listened to this album since 2001. I heard it back then and was like, Eh, it's Jay-Z. It's supposed to be good. After digging through it and actually listening to it now, mm. and when he when he hit me with the line, do you fools listen to music so or just skim through, through it? 20 years ago, I just skimmed through it. <laughs> I said, damn, this nigga was talking to me. <laughs> the takeover was good. But what's the song that that made me mad that I forgot that I didn't listen to it? I, I forgot I stopped listening to it. I'm gonna listen to it now though. Was was 
Come on, man. Turn my music high. Man, oh. When I heard that, I was like, mother. You don't know. I was like, oh, how did I forget about this song? I was like, ah. Uh huh. Damn. God damn, this album was hard. Yeah. It's 20 years later. This is how you make. There is nothing right now. It's only a maybe 10 artists right now that can do what he did. To, they could make an album that would stand the test of time 20 years later. They could. They won't. Because they're not as. I don't know what the hell is wrong, but man, the girls, girls, girls song was a hit. Uh, but the you don't know was a hit. Yeah. But I was like, okay, well maybe that's the only song I got to the Ola Ovita. I was like, oh, that shit whack. Yeah, maybe I, I was like, maybe I am wrong. Maybe maybe I maybe I was right back then. And I heard Harder City. I was like, okay. And I said, damn, they got to never change Kanye West. Okay, but then I got to. Uh, God damn. Yeah. I got the song crowd I was like, fuck. Yeah. This shit's so fucking hard. This is it. This the shit. This is what I be missing when I'm listening to rap. I was like, ah. Oh. And then I was like, okay, well, all I need is just okay. But then I heard the Eminem beat. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it about three times because I wanted to see who had the best verse on her because I remember – People were like, oh, Jay-Z, eat him up. Because all him and them do is flip words. And to this day, I still don't know who had the best verse. I see it this way. It just depends on the day. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It just depends on the day. But Because like I was trying to explain to my partner because he keep thinking Eminem. I'm like, bro. Oh, well, say he keep thinking Eminem what? He he think Eminem killed him. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm you like, finally got some sense there. Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, you gotta listen to Jay. Cause the way he uh the way he flipped the words, uh, let me see. Dang it. He say, uh, my pops left me an orphan. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. My pops left me an orphan. Dang it. Cause right. it, it it's just the way he was flipping the word. Yeah. Where he was saying orphan, but he was also saying often. Mm-hmm. And man, it was uh, yeah, bro, it's got that from Big Daddy Kane too, by the way. But yeah, hey, um, yeah, this is definitely a five mic album in '01, and in 2022, sitting here in February, it's a five mic album still. Man, I'm gonna be listening. To you don't know when I go to the gym, when I go to work. That's man. That's dang. I forgot about that beat. That was one of the hardest beats I ever heard back then. But I was just like, it's Jay. He's supposed to be good. Eh, turn that little John on. Let's go ride it. <laughs> so I was in a different mindset around that time. I wasn't even thinking. But, yeah, this mug was good, dude. Like, dang, this album was good. I know people, I get mad because the death of an auto-tune didn't do what it was supposed to do. But the, that's how that's how crazy the game changed from that this album to when the Def Autos when he came out. He didn't have the weight because right now he can end your career in 01. I'm surprised he didn't. Well, Nas was too much of it and Prodigy was too good. But anybody else, he would have ended their career. He would have deaded them dudes. Mm-hmm. It was just that he was going against the top of the, the cream of the crop and Mob Deep and, and Nas. And Cass ain't doing that nowadays. No, these dudes too scary. 
cats is not doing that. That's, that's the one thing I do miss about that time. Yeah. The cats at the top, they went yeah. Jay-Z and Nas, Beanie and Jada. Yeah. Like, they was going at it. Swinging at each other. Man. Over, the, over them beats. Going at it. You, we'll never, ever ne- see never, that again. Never. Never again. I mean, I guess, I know you was talking about your guys when Baby on the, Baby up doing the freestyle, he could be sending the subliminal to Corday, but hey, these guys want to be friends. Everybody want to make money, which I get, but we missed we, the Back to the Source podcast will bring you something that you've been missing or something you didn't know about because you'll never see what you saw. You'll never hear another takeover song again. No. You'll never hear another takeover song again, ever. That's never happened. You'll never hear another ether. Yeah. I- I always like to take over better than Ether. Ether sounded so personal. If you can tell I'm looking at people, I don't know. <laughs> but think about it. Ether, he, you could tell he was pissed. He w- that, that was so personal. The way Jay did. Pause your Ether because we got something coming up with that. So, yeah, pause that. Okay. Yeah, pause but, that. Yeah. But, we have another five mic album coming up. You know I got to do it. So, yeah, hold on, hold on. <laughs> but, but just the way Jay just methodically just went through the takeover and it was just. People, stay tuned to the next issue of Back to the Source because we're we going to have another five-mic album. And guess who it's coming from? <laughs> you already know. I ain't going to say it, but it's coming. You know we're we going to have a rebuttal. We got to have a rebuttal. Yeah. But we got to yeah. have a rebuttal. And like and like I stated before, I remember the first time I heard either I was with you in the Corsica, and we was yeah. going to Jack in the Box. Yeah. And that's when they used to play, oh, Nas, Nas came back at Jay. You heard first. <laughs> Here it is. That's when life was good with the music on the radio. You would never, we'll never get that again. Yeah, never, ever, ever. And just imagine how it was in New York, though. That oh, New man. York radio. Flexify dropping bombs on that shit every two minutes. Drop a and, bomb and running it back, man. Man, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to both of them again. But like I say, just that takeover, just how he just. He broke him down. Just methodically and just, just like. He broke him yeah. down. I'm not going to dispute that. And he wasn't just going at one. He, he was, was going, going at a bunch of people. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. Yeah. They was running the rap stuff. But then for some reason, he just gave up on music and became a, a businessman, which is fine. I just, I don't know. He, he, he still rep his ass off. And yeah. he, he does a very good job at uh, bringing current. Anytime he do drop a verse, yes, there's always yeah. a lot of current stuff in there. So yeah, hey, which is crazy. I never, I, I never thought we were going to see fifty old rappers when I was nineteen. I never, that never even, never even thought about when, when we thought when you got old, we was like you was just done. I never thought this was going to be what what we are now. Yeah, like adult contemporary rap. That's what it's called. Forty year olds twenty years ago don't dress how I dress now. <laughs> That's amazing to me. That that blows my mind. Yeah, because forty year olds don't listen to what I listen to right now. That blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, because it's you know, yeah, it's different. It's just like you know, the older you get, and you gonna be playing, you know, you gonna be playing some stuff. Fuck these niggas. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you used to do, man. This this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when when Nike and them get older. The stuff I'm gonna be playing, they're gonna be like, it's it's nothing compared to what my daddy, you yeah, know, yeah. the old stuff they was they was all yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. All right. First five Mike albums in the book. Yeah. But stay tuned because we have another one coming up. 
I don't know if I'm going to do it back-to-back, but it's coming up. I, I got to decide. How, he said that Ethan. I was like, hold on, man. We can't. Oh. <laughs> if you don't know, I'm going to eat the fan, so, you know. Yeah. But maybe I may feel differently. Now, I heard the takeover. Now, I'm going to go hear another album, and I'm going to be like, damn, well, maybe I was wrong back then. I mean, if once we do that, we might as well just go ahead and break down the takeover, eat the We're going to have a whole episode. Ugly. Just, yeah, just a whole episode of it. And then the blueprint, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, we got to do, and, and we're going to have to do Beanie and Jada. Yeah. 50 and Jai, like. Oh, we ain't need waste our time on fifty and Jai. I, I, that's I. I wanted to get. I had seen. <laughs> I had damn. Who I said? I'm gonna see if I can find it. I think I sent it to Glenn. Uh, Irv Gotti was talking about fifty. He was like, he he said the first time he heard in the club because they 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 they, mm-hmm. they still didn't like him, and he said he heard the beat. He was like, oh shit. He was like, Dre did it, mm-hmm. but he was like, now nah, let's see if he got the let's see if fifty got the bars. Go. You can find me in the club, he said. He looked at everybody and said, yo, we got a problem. <laughs> I'm going to find that clip. He was like, yo, mm. we got a problem. I y'all, think I he saw said, that. y'all need to get ready. And I was like, uh. So, yeah, we. I, I, mm. I, I, I want to get into some beefs, like the real, because we don't get that stuff no more. We need, we, we need to re-educate folks, and we need to introduce some folks to Cause the beefs they got nowadays is just weird. No, like, no, I'm I don't know. I don't know why NLE and Young Boy allegedly. That's because they think they think they think that he talking about him, and he not though. That, that's the thing. Yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. No, we need to get into the real. Yeah, the real. It, yeah, these dudes are in close proximity to each other. They can be around the corner, down the block in New York from each other. That's why it was so crazy. We. So what? We gonna do yeah. We gonna do some beef episodes. No, 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 no magazine. <laughs> Just, <laughs> we gonna do the beef episodes. And what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna find. You remember beef? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The DVDs. Oh yeah. I'm gonna find the clips, and we gonna play the clips. Yeah. And then we gonna find the mixtapes, whatever song, and we gonna we gonna dive into that because man, that ain't that was nothing. Tell you boy, Jada in Philly on stage. Performing his diss tracks yeah. about being never happened again. Yeah, yeah, these dudes never ain't, ain't no about that. Come on now, that makes me sad. Even thinking about how damn that just makes me sad. Like damn, I'm thinking like damn, this that'll never happen. But here at Back to the Source, we gonna keep hope alive. Yeah, damn, so that's messed up. But before we get up out of here, folks, remember rate, subscribe, subscribe review, like. Leave five stars if you leave four. I consider you a hater. Hater, 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 hater. That's from the homie Bomani. Look, back to the source PC on Instagram. Back to the number two. Back source two. Back source two. Yeah, yeah. back source the number. You couldn't. Two. We couldn't get back to source, huh? Uh-uh. Somebody actually took who though? <laughs> yeah, that. Hmm. And then fucking haters. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get out of here, you got to hit him with the new uh. The new exit. I didn't forgot it already. Oh, Shit, man. hold on. Don't I, go home. Go back to the source. Oh, damn. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I won't forget no more. Now, yeah, all right. So before we go, we got to let you know, you know, this is Back to the Source. I am Frank Grimes. It's your boy, L. Episode 147, December 2001. And if you want to know, don't go home. You go back to the source.
too, Pick. What's up? Already gonna jump this fool in. Let's do this, our dog. What's up there, little homie? About ready to do this? Yeah, man, I'm ready. What's up? What's up? You've been hanging with the homies in the hood for a while now. It's about time we jump your punk ass in. That's right. Let me tell you something. In this world, if you can't swim, you found the drizzle. Yeah. And if you fall, you better pick your punk ass up. That's right. And the rest of y'all, don't cut him no slack. Y'all fools get busy. Let's go. Working, dog, working. 